0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Consumer Watchdog's Rage for Justice Report, our weekly conversation about the current issues we're exposing, confronting, and changing. I'm your host, Carmen Balber, still Executive Director of Consumer Watchdog, and this week, Lisa Tucker, our honey badger of an advocate on all things energy and environment, is joining us. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Carmen. Good to have you. Good to have you back. Thank you very much. Um, so I wanted to talk this week on what is really a, a hidden crisis in the middle of this COVID, COVID epidemic, and there's there's plenty of obvious crises that we're that we're dealing with right now, but it's important, um, and that's the accelerating collapse of the recycling system in California, specifically container recycling those bottles and cans that you buy at the supermarket probably in greater quantities now that everyone's sheltering at home than before um we pay five or ten cents for every coke or water beer bottle that we purchase uh, but it's getting harder and harder to return those bottles so maybe uh let us know what the latest news out of the state on recycling is uh lisa
1: well the latest news right now is that um Uh, that supermarkets that um, have signed up to take back bottles and cans and actually refund deposits um, are are refusing to do so and have petitioned the governor for uh, an exemption to get out of it. And so the governor did grant an exemption of two months and then just recently extended the blanket exemption one more time for another two months so that these supermarkets and any other big chains um, selling deposit-carrying beverages can essentially deny consumers their nickels and dimes. That is the latest thing that's happened. And um, that really, really restricts um, consumers' options for getting back those nickels and dimes because supermarkets are actually an important part of the system. Um, They exist in tandem with redemption centers that are the main way people redeem but we've had a crisis with redemption centers in recent years, and so many have closed that supermarkets that are supposed to step up um, because there's no nearby redemption center um, don't really want to do that. And so they've just asked for that blanket exemption and gotten it. And it's really hurting us. It's killing so, the environment. So it's how not, much, um, sorry, go ahead. No, it's, it's killing the environment because um, it, it simply means that more litter is piling up uh, more containers are are going into landfills. Uh, they're not being turned into new containers, and that means that there's more energy being burned to make containers from scratch. So on all those counts, it's it's a disaster.
0: Got it, got it. And we appreciate our listeners bearing with us as we talk over each other. Normally, uh, we can see each other when we're sitting in the podcast room, but this is, of course, remote. So we're, we're doing our best here. What I was going to ask you, Lisa, was what kind of money is are we talking about? What kind of money is being left on the table? I know there was a lot before, and now you're saying uh, there are even less options for consumers to return right. bottles and cans.
1: Yeah, so basically when the, the, the whole COVID crisis hit, Um, A lot of consumers uh, stopped going to redemption centers. They were afraid of the virus. Uh, Local health authorities in some places shut them down. Um, We already had a big pile of these unredeemed deposits in a big, huge fund that's kept by the recycling regulator, CalRecycle. There was about $400 million in there. And after the COVID crisis hit and consumers stopped going to redemption centers, at least $60 million was left on the table just between when the stay-at-home orders came out in mid-March and the end of May. Um, So there was basically a 30% drop in the amounts that basically were being redeemed. And, uh, you know, it's still really bad right now. There's, There's more being redeemed now, but there's still a lot being left on the table. So it could be, you know, that the fund has swollen from $400 million to you know to definitely to about 460 million and possibly even much higher by now
0: and of course what that really means is that an extra 60 million dollars that consumers could desperately use right now with unemployment so high with the shutdown impacting nearly every industry instead they can't get that money back which is which is an economic crisis for consumers it but just nickel and diming us there
1: yeah, correct. I mean, we now have about 5 million Californians unemployed as a result of of COVID. And um there are there are too few centers for redemption to begin with. We we had a huge crisis uh, that uh, obliterated more than half of the centers in the state, okay? And left us with about 1257 of them. Now that the crisis hit, we probably have you know, we may have we may be looking at 200 300 400 centers that have closed and um, unclear how many are going to reopen. So what we've created is a situation where people are going to have to stand for hours and hours in lines just to get back their nickels and dimes. And right now in some areas that have very few centers, those centers are becoming more and more critical because people are out of work and now they really need that money um, for basics like groceries and gas. So it's a disaster. It really is a disaster.
0: So what should the state, uh, what should the administration be doing to fix this crisis?
1: Well, the first thing is you don't give a blanket exemption to the supermarkets um, uh, to deny redemption services. Um, that was a really, really unnecessary move. Um, that's not going to be a major way that um, this virus gets, you know, transmitted. Um, and it's, it's uh you know, it, it seriously deprives consumers of options to the point where you know you could be tipping the whole system into ultimately into collapse. So the first thing you do is you you actually mandate that retail stores have to take this stuff back, um, and and in fact have to take it back, period, if they sell these um, if they sell these beverages that carry the deposits. The second thing you have to do is you have to free up substantial amounts of money to prevent the existing uh, redemption centers from going out of business. Um, and we have a very convoluted, over prescriptive law, overly prescriptive law. We have a convoluted, overly prescriptive law about the formulas that CalRecycle uses to pay people and they don't work. Essentially they provide subsidies to make up for the difference between the cost of the recycling and what these um, redemption centers can sell the scrap for. and um, lately, there's just been a huge plunge in the price of scrap, in general, on world markets, and the payments are not enough—not nearly enough—to keep these redemption centers afloat. So, really, when you have, you know, close to half a billion dollars in your um, in, in unredeemed deposits, um, uh, you know, really, you, we need to we need to shake loose some tens of millions to basically help the redemption centers from just simply collapsing completely. That would be the second thing. The third thing is help the large chains. Um, to install banks of machines. They're called reverse vending machines. And they basically offer this great no-touch um, collection op- option where you basically take your bag of stuff, your cans and bottles, and you feed them in and you get a credit or cash that you can use at the store. And this is something that all modern systems have in other bottle deposit systems that are successful in the U.S. and also abroad. Um, So, and we need this more than ever anyway. We need to modernize that system. And certainly in light of COVID, it's a no brainer to, you know, present people with no touch options. Um, And ultimately we have to educate consumers because essentially the latest survey shows that half the consumers in the state um, don't use redemption centers. And one-third don't even know that we have a bottle deposit law. They have no clue when they go through the line and they pay for their Coke that they're actually being charged a deposit that they could get back. So we need more money put in uh, to educate consumers by CalRecycle, which does a terrible job of it. And then lastly, we have to shift from this existing system where you have a convoluted um, a convoluted way of regulating by the state, um, and we need to switch to a nonprofit um, consortium that would be the the beverage industry's uh, responsibility to design and run with state oversight. And if we did that, we see, based on other examples in other states and countries, that that would create absolutely the most modern, efficient, and market responsive system in the world. And we would therefore deliver much higher rates of redemption. And that means more materials that are clean, because when you do it through redemption centers or supermarkets, you're you're keeping it very, you know, much cleaner and less contaminated than if you're giving it to the waste haulers that pick up your blue bin. Uh, And that means you're, you know, you're saving on, you're cutting down on litter, you're cutting down on landfilling, and you're cutting down on energy. It's really a no brainer.
0: Well, and I think the number one, as an ex Michigander, I'm very familiar with those uh, grocery store machines that you just pop your cans into and they spit out cash. Those things are amazing. Everybody I knew used them from two years old to 100. Uh, So simple, and everybody got their money back. So we should all be doing that. It's such a no-brainer.
1: No, it's Um, a no-brainer. You have to have convenience, honestly. That's the most important thing in all of this. And California specializes in making this as inconvenient as possible for the consumer. And that's the root of the problem.
0: And it's also the opportunity now. That the system was already in crisis. We've been talking about this for a couple of years now. Uh, COVID has pushed it to the breaking point uh, because uh, so many additional options for consumers to redeem uh, bottles and cans were shut down and, and so many redemption centers have been closed as well. Um, so this is the opportunity for the administration to step in and overhaul a broken system, not pump uh, half, uh, half-ass half solutions into fixing uh, the program that doesn't, doesn't work for us today.
1: That's correct. That is absolutely correct. We need a whole new, uh, we need to turn a fresh page and put this on a different footing. And the industry knows how to do this, the beverage industry, they've done it in many other places. And in fact, it would also help the supermarkets because you know studies show that, and remarks by other grocers around the world, Basically, if you give somebody, a consumer, an option to return right there where they do their shopping, that's the most convenient thing, or at a redemption center right nearby, uh, you also incentivize that consumer to use the credit or the cash right there in that store. And some grocers report that you know, they have higher revenues because it's just logical. You know, You get your money there and you go and get your groceries and maybe you get something new or extra that you want to try because you have that extra money in your pocket. It's a win-win for everyone.
0: Well, thanks, Lisa, for shining a light on what is a hidden uh, pocketbook crisis, another unnecessary, unneeded one uh, during this COVID pandemic for consumers. Thanks. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can learn more about the recycling crisis on Consumer Watchdog's website, where we have several reports, including one, uh, the latest, entitled "Trash" about what's not working in the recycling system and what we can do to fix it. I'm Carmen Balber, and we'll talk to you next week on the Rage for Justice Report.